Recording in progress. Okay, good afternoon, everybody. It's a Friday afternoon. I hope everybody's had a wonderful week. Uh, we're just on the verge of summer, on to a great weekend ahead, and we're really excited. We've been looking forward to having this guest on for the past couple of weeks when we uh, got contacted by him. Uh, this is Barry Grant Jr. He has a podcast called The All Even Podcast, coming to you live from New York City. We're uh, excited to have you in here, Barry. Thanks a lot for joining us. Yeah, me too. Yeah, this is going to be really great. Um, lots to talk about. Uh, lots going on in the world. Uh, obviously, the biggest stories right now are NBA related because the playoffs are in full swing. We're getting clo clo close to the conference finals. Uh, huge news today, a big trade, uh, Boston decided to uh, part ways with Kemba Walker, send him to OKC for Al Horford, Moses Brown, and some draft picks went back and forth. Uh, what did you think of the, of the deal that was made today? Uh, I think it was a great deal for both sides because Kemba Walker was, wasn't happy. Then the Celtics weren't happy to situation you know, in regards to his performance. He's not being healthy with me. And, and you know, they had, had to figure out a way to get up under that, uh, out, out of that $73 million over to Kemba Walker. So, you know, getting a guy, guy like Al, that knows the organization, he's better in, knows that he knows Jaden, knows Brown, he understands that what the organization is about. And to have that financial flexibility is what they're looking for. Because maybe, you know, maybe the Celtics in a couple years, Maybe Marcus is smart for being able to move so they can right. maybe get somebody else. So they don't want to part with him, but he does us that. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I can see that being a situation where they shake things up that way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it looks, uh, it's good. Uh, interesting uh, that Brad Stevens made such an immediate move. Uh, Danny Ainge moved aside. He moved uh, up into his seat and uh, made a really quick move. There was speculation today that maybe Kemba Walker and Brad Stevens didn't get along. Uh, did you hear anything like that? I, I didn't hear anything like that. There could be a situation where they probably didn't just got a You know, a coach wants player to be available. Really going to be, um, I guess, 
they're, they're, they're going to be contenders in regards to trying to figure out who they want. They, they can probably move up in the draft and get a little stud young guys. So who knows what they're playing with, but they've always been an organization that crafts well and builds with young talent. Yeah, correct. Yeah, for sure. Uh, OKC is uh, doing quite the pretty strange uh, rebuild there. I, I heard something like 23 first round picks in the uh, in the next six years. Uh, yeah, something, yeah, yeah, just a ton. I can see a lot of uh, a lot of trades being made with that organization with that much draft capital. They're probably going to be able to run one of the next two or three drafts. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they definitely have. And I think that was because they're not, they can't pull in free They never could. Yeah. And it's about if they can control these draft capital, or draft capital, they can be able to go get themselves a superstar. And who knows? You know, they can be able to pull off something like they did with Paul George. So we'll see. But they have, they literally have to pull their own business because there's a lot of Pretty young players coming out and they talk about drafts. Yeah. And they have all the drafts. They're putting themselves in really, really good positions to land one or two of those guys. Nice, nice. Lots to talk about in the NBA, but I want to talk a little bit about yourself, your background. You've been doing podcasting about the same length of time I have been. You're about, I think, a month behind me. Uh, how uh, how's it been? Uh, has it been just as great as you thought it would be? And uh, all are you enjoying doing this for uh, yeah? Just to be able to talk sports uh, on this forum, uh, how's it been? Oh, it's, it's been, been it's been a tremendous journey. Yeah, I, I, I tell, tell you, you um, I I've always been a sports guy. Like from the time that I was, you know, growing up, running around, I always had a fascination with sports. Um, you know, I grew up a Laker fan. I'm a big Laker fan. I grew up a Magic Johnson fan. So I knew Lakers basketball before anything else. Nice. And, um, you know, that kind of grew into a fascination for the entire sport, the ins and outs of the sport. And, you know, school was never a thing for me. I, like, I, I did well at school, but I had nothing to stuff up. The only thing that stuck up was sports information. Like, I could tell you. <laughs> you know, that's on the 86 Mets. I couldn't tell you what my work for that was. You know, it was just something like that. that yeah. I always had a passion for sports and, you know, decided to, to, to try to pursue this after a while. I went to the art of the art of the art of New York. That didn't work out. So, took a couple of years to go to Connecticut to broadcast. They had the campus in New York. Wow. Went there, uh, graduated, and you know, finished the top top class, and graduated in the fall of nineteen. Okay. So we have all the resources that are available to us. It's a school studio, uh, um, TV studio, you know, a whole bunch of connections in the industry, all of them. Cool. And COVID, and all of that. Wow. The school closed. Everything was just gone. Damn. So, so I'm sitting, sitting home. home like, I have all these skills. skills. What am, what I, am I gonna do? Am I gonna, gonna sit, sit here, here and, and be depressed, depressed about, about it, it, or am I gonna, gonna do something about it? Sure. So, so I was talking, talking to my friend on the phone, 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 and he's like, like "Ah, yeah, you yeah, 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 yeah,
I don't, I don't touch, touch it, it for like, like another month. month. Okay. okay. Yeah. Month cap Month after that. that. Remember that, that list that, that we did? Uh, pull it out. Pull it out. I, I want to see, see that actually, if, we if we can be able, able to, to find that good So he said, oh, well, let it fly. I like that. What about... Back, Back to, to the movies. Movies. No. <laughs> Then he was like, like, like what, what about, about all I'm like, like, I like, like that one. You got something there. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. It, it, it doesn't, doesn't really need more points. Okay. But it just, just counts. Counts. Cool. And when with that, uh, July 13th was my launch date of 2020. And I have had Wow. So, yeah, a month from now, you're celebrating your one-year anniversary. That's pretty cool. Uh, I had my... One year anniversary last week, and uh, had a podcast with a couple of the guys that contribute a lot, and uh, it was kind of cool to think of the journey that uh, has have we've been on, and uh, yeah, all the things that have gone in this last year. Uh, a lot of people said 2020 was one of the worst years of their life because of the pandemic, but 2020 was spectacular, a great year for me, and and I'm glad I finally took this opportunity. I spent a lot of years as a broadcaster covering all sports, uh, traveling around a lot, but uh, it wasn't something that I wanted to do anymore. So I moved away from it. I got into the movie industry and the film industry and uh, it's great, but the hours are just horrible. We're working 60, 70, 80 hours a week and, and I'm away from what I love, sports. I'm away from music. I'm away from the things that I want to be close to. So uh, I took this opportunity and did this and uh, yeah, having a blast. Uh, it feels right. It feels just exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. And and I, I kind of feel like, you know, we're very connected. I went to broadcasting school too, journalism school. Uh, you, you you know, you have the passion for the sports as, as, as I do. I understand you love movies. You, you know, you love a lot of the same things I do. So it's nice to have a brother from a different mother in New York and uh, doing the same thing, having a lot of fun. Absolutely. You know, this journey is not easy. You know, I tell people all the time that podcasts look easy, but there's so much that goes. There's so much preparation, editing. There's trying to find There's trying to maintain that that because once once you love this, to grind. And a lot of people that I know, you know, they suffer already. You know, they have to take take time away. Maybe they never come back. So, you know, it's, it's a real thing, and, and, and yeah. you can be able to understand that, realize that you need to kind of give yourself a break, break a little more. Don't, don't push too much, much because you might burn yourself out, and then you'll be able to kind of like balance it out. So, you know, like I said, it's I agree with you on the with it about 2020, that it was a rough year for a lot of people. I know a lot of people have lost a lot of loved ones. But 2020 was the year of creation of identity. Finding yeah. yourself. Yeah. Because, you know, we've never had as much time to ourselves to figure out who you are. Yeah. And, you know, if you didn't really find yourself with time, being alone, being by yourself, being in quarantine, then when are you ever going to have that time to actually, like, take a chance and take a chance at yourself? True. Yeah. You know, definitely a lifetime for me. You know, I found podcasts. Good, yeah. Yeah, uh, New York was uh, just unbelievably hit so hard by the pandemic, and it was tragic to see the stories coming out of there. I was just 
always stunned and shocked uh, when you, you started seeing semi-trailer trucks being fridges for you know bodies that were uh, they didn't know what to do with and um, man I, I was uh, I was really shocked at how how bad it hit. Uh, a friend of mine went to New York right as the pandemic uh, had just sort of started and um, to, to just know that you know it just it went from zero to you know 100 so quickly there and, and, and affected so many people it was it was really tough to watch. Yeah, it was, 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 uh so what part of new york um where are you originally from where did you grow up yeah well i was born in brooklyn born in brooklyn i didn't spend that much time in brooklyn i've been in queens when i was five okay and uh was in rosedale queens for the majority of my life that's what, that's what i call home um then when i was injured my mom she bought a house on island and that was in 2006. 2006. So I've been in Long Island until 2006. I bought, I bought a house myself. Nice. So, um, you know, I, I'm a Long Island kid. Good, good, yeah. Uh, it must have been tough in Queens. Uh, Rosedale's uh, yeah, a tough area. Um, tell me about um, the hard, hard uh, life that you had there. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, Rosedale, Rosedale is considered, you know, a uh, tough neighborhood um you know i've seen a lot growing up but my mom hard working and she was you know made sure that she kept me out of that that lifestyle Bonus. Now, uh, i went to private school my entire life great and the reason why because of that reason but she didn't want me to fall into those traps yeah that was easy to, to, to get into um you know kudos to my mom nice She's my MVP. Sweet. Did that. You know, like I said, it was something that built character for me in regards to like being up that way. Growing up around that environment, understanding how to think quickly, how to, you know, survive and really look out for certain things. And then, you know, kind of common sense realized that, you know, this is not the right thing to do. I got a lot of me that. They're still, still on the morning doing stuff, stuff like, like that, that. But, but you know, you know I've, I've never, I've never, never decided to, to do that. I've never, never wanted to pursue that. that. I've never wanted to be that, that type, type of person because I never wanted to put all the down. Great. So, Good. You know, it's so nice. always been that kind of kind of straight be like, listen, you know, your mom worked hard for you to be on these streets doing nothing. You know what I mean? Awesome. Or getting in trouble or getting in jail or getting well, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad that she was there for you, and uh, yeah, she, you uh, not wanting to let her down uh, was in you know, such a big factor, because uh, uh, yeah, I mean, we hear so many tough stories from people that grow up in neighborhoods like you do. The uh, bullying that they uh, have to suffer through, the you know, the tough st things that uh, they have to witness on a day-to-day -day basis, and uh, it does build character for sure. But uh, you know, I think you can build character and. 
bit better environments too. Oh, so, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but when you said your mom's your real MVP, uh, did that Kevin Durant MVP speech uh, touch touch you uh, as oh, yeah, much as yeah, it that, touched it a lot of people when he said his mom was his MVP? Yeah, it's hard to remember many of them, but that one, I don't think uh, most of us will ever forget. And I, I would have thought it would have meant uh, somebody, something to somebody like you, for sure. Uh, let's let's talk a little bit about KD and and uh, what's going on with the, that series uh, that that Brooklyn uh, Milwaukee series has had so many ups and downs and uh, Brooklyn with their big three getting injured and you know having their struggles uh, it started looking like the scales were tipped in Milwaukee's favor it looked like Milwaukee was going to be able to take them out but uh, Kevin Durant stepped up with a huge game five and gave them an opportunity to have that game six. Milwaukee comes back and, and wins their game. Uh, Milwaukee undefeated at home and just going on a run there. But uh, we, now we've got game seven tomorrow night. Uh, what do you think we're going to see out of this game? Uh, who's going to take it? I, 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 I listened to one of your podcasts and you said Milwaukee was your team to come out of the East. Uh, is that still what you're, what you're thinking? Yeah, yeah Darren, I'm going to lie to you, man. Like, you know, I've, I've said it from... Day one of the season, that I like. I think that they're talented. They've assembled the best offensive trio in the history of basketball. Yeah, that that knocked out. But the thing is that that wasn't the ability, it was availability. Sure. Be there to win the championship. Yeah. Be there to play in these games, and then we have our answer. No. No. So, no. They're, They're good, good in Brooklyn. They, they were, were good, good enough in Brooklyn with the big three. three. The problem with Milwaukee is that, that the coaching has, has been, been very, very, very interesting. Like, like Coach Budenholzer, I, I don't know what he did in regards to uh, in game five. I, I, I didn't know the, the, the game plan that they had. That, that, was, that, was, that was one of the, the worst coaching performances I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, and it is their 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 don't, don't play well on the road. That's, that's the point. Chris Middleton, as good as he was in Game Six, he was at home. He can't. He doesn't, doesn't have that. that, that not saying he doesn't have ability, but he has that shown the ability to do that on the road. Yeah. They're, they're broken in Game Seven. So if everybody don't get the splits of how good Middleton plays at home and away, they're gonna look at look at that and say. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe I, 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 here because, because we can't, can't expect the team out of Christmas. So, so that's, that's what's with Milwaukee. For Brooklyn, Harden is named up. Kyrie is officially out out game seven of not playing. That leads to your real And Kevin Durant give you another game five performance. Yes, yes. Will it be enough? I'm not, I'm not sure. sure. I'm yeah. not sure. It's, 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 it's all, it's all, all going to be about the supporting cast. I yeah. think they were 45 great. If Giannis gets 45 great, who else is going to Joe Harris had a bad game. 
Brooklyn and uh, 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 Brooklyn. Uh, uh, you know, Green had a great game in five, but he didn't have a great game in six. Who was going to be that guy that other than Kevin? That's going to be the big yeah, it's amazing in the playoffs how inconsistent the supporting cast is. Uh, it, it's amazing. You cannot predict from one game to the next. Right, right. It seems like, yeah, you just you can always count on the stars to get their 30, 45 points. But uh, the, the supporting cast, they're there one game. They're gone the next. They're there another game. Then they're gone for two. It's, it's really bizarre how... You can't know who's going to step up and be that that second, third option. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, I called it. I called these the old highlight like like <laughs> Never <laughs> seen anything <laughs> like this. Yeah. This is this is bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the Twilight Zone is a very good analogy of it. Um, if if both uh, Philly and uh, if if both Philly and the uh, and the Jazz lose out in this next game. They will be no number one seeds for the first time since 1995. So uh, it's crazy. There has been so many bizarre things going on in these playoffs. Uh, and one of the biggest things has been these injuries. The injuries have been rearing their ugly head for so many of these teams, especially the teams that have been eliminated already. Uh, I think a lot of people did say this because they had the shortest offseason they ever had. They tried to compact the schedule and squeeze it in. But it's really too bad that it has affected these playoffs so much. Yeah, I, I, I 100% agree with you. I remember, like I said, as a Laker fan, I was very excited about the title last year. But that quick, quick turnaround, I knew that the Lakers and the Miami would be affected Sure. To have, have a single one day off season and then do it again in a condensed season, you really don't have time to rest. Don't have time to practice. There's not many rules. It's just game. The game. The game. It was a grind, and that's why I saw you had more tissue injuries this year than any other year on record. Yeah, because of that. So. You know, the so NBA, NBA, I had that on one of my uh, uh, Instagram live, live one day as well. well nice. uh, I, said I said that the NBA, NBA although they, they were extra, extra, I understand, I understand that. TV deals, you know, you, you have, have out of the contracts, all, all that, that is pretty But Which is sacrifice for star players. players do so. Yeah. And, and at, at what cost did you get your game back at normal? Exactly, yeah. yeah it, 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 it's a fine line on the end the dilemma that they were in. in. But, but, you know, you know this, this, these playoffs now are, are tested to that, and we may end up having the lowest-rated lowest rated finals if the Brooklyn doesn't get in there, there, if the Clippers are not in there. If it's, it's, if it's, if it's uh, a Bucks and Jazz, jazz <laughs> we may be looking at a situation where San Antonio were going against the Clippers in 05. Yeah, exactly, yeah. No, I think the uh, uh, I, I think the NBA league office is uh, questioning probably a lot of the decisions they've made this year because yeah they sacrificed a, a ton of top end talent and uh, we're seeing you know the New York's out of there the uh, LA out of there all the biggest markets are are starting to fall by the wayside and uh, it's it's been too bad. Uh, my prediction going into these playoffs was it's going to be Brooklyn facing off against Phoenix. That's who I thought were going to both make it. Uh, I'm still on track. Phoenix is the only one that's getting rest and sitting there uh, 
getting to uh, heal up all their bodies and wait for their next opponent. Uh, but the other teams have to slug it out. Uh, we're just minutes away from the tip-off of the Hawks and Sixers. Uh, obviously, a crazy game last game with the Hawks coming back from 26 points down. Really late coming from like 22 points down and, and shocking the, uh, the Sixers and the Philly crowd. Um, ben Simmons uh, has been their Achilles heel with his inability to get his shot off, get those free throws done. Uh, will that be the factor that eliminates the Sixers? Um, there's, there's so many so layers in there in regards to Philly. Uh, uh, we've, we've seen, seen them back-to-back back 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 games below big leagues. Yeah. And even in that, I think in game two, yeah. they did lead lost. So, you know, we're, we're thinking, thinking we're looking, looking at a lot. lot. I mean, this series, this series could be over, over already. Yeah. So, let, let me... be. Kind of, kind of break, break down. down. <laughs> you can you understand, understand the frustration of the organization right now. Yeah. That Doc Rivers, as, as good as he is, is a great, great coach, coach, one of the Hall of Fame coach. coach. Doc, Doc Rivers, Rivers is, is one, one of the coaches that, that you tend to not trust in games like this. Because as a good in the elimination game, he is responsible for choking away three. Three, three one one in the playoff. Wow. That, and, and he lost four games in his career. Jeez. More, more, more than that. Wow. So, so you know, it's, 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 there's a lot going on with him in regards to these elimination games. I said it. I said it on my live. I said that Doc Rivers is the he's the scariest movie I've ever seen. You see him in a game seven. It's the scariest thing you'll ever see because. It's, it's, it's awful to watch. It's really awful to watch because his decision making is not good. That's, That's one thing you need to do. Okay. Biggest problem that they have is Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is the biggest problem they have because even in that game that they lost five, and beat is a great game. Tobias has a terrible game. But at least Tobias has a shot. Ben Simmons has four shots. Yeah. He didn't even take a shot in the fourth quarter, did he? No, not even one. That's bizarre. And the thing is, that does he want to play basketball? It's always been a a question for me because I remember him playing in LSU for that one year, and it was always this motor talk about him. Does he have the motor, the desire to play basketball? Wow. Tools. But does, does he have to be higher Well, we're seeing that, that he's been in the league for five years, years now, now, and he, and he still hasn't has developed any type of ball game. Wow. Not a jump shot, not a hold up game. Free throws has not gotten any better. Unreal. So, and, and they say they need him still because they've been him for the potential, not the production. At this point, if he does not develop in these last two, I don't, I don't think, think he has any choice but to move on from him. Obviously, they're, they're not, not going to move, move on from Embiid. Excuse me. They're, they're going to move on from Ben Simmons because Embiid is a franchise. That guy is always going to play well. You know, it's always helpful to Embiid. It's never passion. It's never tired with the other guy. It's passion about 
do you want this? Do you understand the situation that we're in? Sure. Are you approaching it that way? And for what I'm saying, I'm Yeah. Yeah, it's a shock. Uh, you know, all of us, if we had that opportunity, uh, you know, we would play it uh, like we, it was life or death. And it's amazing when a guy has that much size, he has that much ability, and it doesn't seem like his passion is there. It's it's just an absolute stunner. Yeah, yeah. I, remember, I, remember, I remember when he came out, everybody, everybody was comparing him to LeBron James. Big body, pass, he vision, you know, the high fly, all that stuff. stuff. I said, I don't, I don't see LeBron James. James. I see Lamar Odom. Right, wow. I see Lamar Odom. I see a massive good, good comparison. I see a player. But, he, but Lamar Odom, he had an offensive team. So that, that's, not, that's not even Lamar Odom just in regards to forcing out of Wow, yeah. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, yeah, he's he better dress it in the offseason, work really, really hard and and change it. There's been, There was a lot of talk going into the season that they might break the – that duo up and one of the other is going to go. Uh, they decided to, you know, keep at it. There was a lot of talk uh, north of the border here that Kyle Lowry uh, was going to go down there and be their point guard. Uh, they decided to go with George Hill and they said, oh, that was a really smart move and great addressing. But, uh, you know, it's definitely wasn't, it hasn't shown to be a good move so far. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I really uh, worry about all the Philly fans out there. Uh, they have such a phenomenal team in so many areas, but uh, it might it might have been a bad move keeping Ben there, not being able to um, yeah advance. Uh, he just yeah he doesn't seem to have the shooting skill and the passion. Right, right. Yeah, it, it, you know that's, well, that's what it's what about, about basketball. basketball. Like you, you can be you can as good as, as you want to be, even an athlete. Like basketball. basketball, you can have the tools, but if you don't have the passion, the game, and I'm not. Sure. Yeah. Okay. The uh, Jazz Clippers game is a little bit later on tonight. That series has uh, <laughs> went up and down. Uh, obviously, Utah came out of the shoot, winning the first two games. LA's roared back and won the last three. A lot of people were really shocked that. L.A. was able to win without Kawhi, but uh, PG-13 has actually played phenomenal the last two games and uh, really put the team on his back. He's had a little bit of help for sure, but, uh, yeah, he's he's finally stepped up and been that guy that they hoped he would be and the guy that they wanted to bring in there. Um, so do you see them, uh, the Clippers, being able to pull this off and uh, finish finish off this series now? Yeah, I'm going to do a little secret about myself. I despise the Clippers. Okay. <laughs> fans growing up, despise the so sure. I have killed this organization for years. I continue to kill them. I have killed Paul George over the years in regards to his playoff failures. Yeah. But what he's doing right now is what he's getting paid to do. They paid him to be this guy. And for the last few games, like you said, he stepped, he stepped up. up. That, that game, game five was what was tremendous in regards to what he brought to the table. And, uh, you know, 36 points, 17 rebounds, something like that. Like, like he, was, he was all over. Amazing. So, you know, shouts to him. They also got that. Like you said, Ray right? Jackson has a good foil. Marcus Morris has had a good foil. So if they can to get production out of those other guys, then, you know, I can see the Clippers wrapping this up tonight. However, 
Utah is, is very, very well coached. Sure. And they're, they're very, very well, not well, really. They, they, they have, have, they have, they have some talent. Uh, that, I, I want to say, say that they're, they're that, that deep, even the Clippers are a little deeper than them. them. Okay. But, but we, we saw, saw that Donovan Mitchell played play terrible, terrible game five. Yeah. Yeah. He had a terrible yeah. game. They, they can't, they, they can't sustain him having that game. He has, he has to, to be good for them. Yeah. He can't have a game where he's scoring 17 points because there's so much pressure on the other guys. You know, guys like Wiggins. Guys, guys like, like Neil, that's, that's not, not a scorer. Uh, George, George Clarkson on the bench has had a bad series. Uh, you have, you have, uh, have uh, Mike Conley played all series. Yeah, that's been tough. Yeah. That, that team. So hopefully he'll be able to play tonight. Or, you know, there's a game that he'll be able to play. Yeah. But the biggest concern that I have with this team is Rudy Gobert. Yeah. Rudy Gobert, he is a great defender. He was named defensive player of the year for the third time. He is he's an awful, not offensive. He's, he's, he's not, not a guy, guy in that you can be able to throw the ball down, down in the post, post get me a basket. Bass. Not, not that, that type of guy. Yeah. There's a lot of pressure on Donovan Mitchell and the other guys. To be good. Those guys can't expect to go where to say No. Yeah, it's shocking that a guy that big, that good defensively, always in the paint, blocking shots, keeping guys away from. The hoop, uh, he, he's not able to get a lot more second-chance points, a lot of easy baskets off of rebounds. Uh, it's shocking that his numbers uh, look pretty terrible for a guy that's defensive player of the year, three times running, like you say, and, and you know, the size that he has. Uh, it's a shock that Mitchell doesn't have uh, more help there. Uh, you know, they, that looks like a great one-two punch on paper, but uh, Gobert is really letting him down a lot. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I had said, said that, that the Jazz, jazz would be just as good as if they got, got a regular runner. runner. They got a they got guy, guy like Luis Noel, or, yeah. you know, a guy yeah. like Bumpin that's not, you know, probably, probably not going to get that much money. They would still be that, that good. Not, you know, shout out to Rudy Bear, he's a good player, but like I said, they don't need a guy making that much money with that little bit of production on them. Yeah. If Rudy Gobert was making twenty million dollars a year, this wouldn't be a thing. He's making thirty million dollars a year. Yeah, you should. Yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, Donovan Mitchell's been pretty banged up. Uh, he's, uh, you know, got some nagging injuries. Uh, I could tell that he was favoring the foot. He wasn't driving like he normally does. So, uh, if he can get a little healthier. Uh, they can, you know, they need to win a couple games, but um, yeah, I don't know. I think LA might have their number now, and uh, yeah, look, look, might be uh, LA and Phoenix in that final. Uh, what about Phoenix's run? Uh, they they've struggled for many many years. Booker's been there eight years and put up a lot of great numbers, but never could take them anywhere. CP3 comes in there. Uh, man, he has been just the glue that helped held this team together and. Put them on this run there, and uh, they they're a fun team to watch. And look out, uh, they might just win a championship this year. Yeah, man. Yeah, man I, 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 I had Phoenix as my dark horse team winning the, uh, win the NBA championship. Uh, they, they kind of remind me of the Miami Heat last year. Nice. If, if you, guys, you guys can be able to go back to my podcast very early on when I started. Every, every podcast, podcast, I was telling everybody about how good Miami was and how they have a matchup every round 
Yeah, I love your saying there. Uh, the best ability is availability, and uh, yeah, it's definitely been the the biggest case this year in the playoffs. Um, a lot of people are saying uh, Chris Paul's the the greatest point guard to ever live because of these last few years, but. Um, I think uh, this is definitely recency bias, and, and there, uh, you know, there's a lot of guys that, for some reason, people are forgetting. So, uh, where do you kind of rank uh, him on your all-time greatest point guard list? Well, it's, well, it's funny, funny you say that because I think on my Tuesday show, I, 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 I said that you know, you know we are prisoners of the moment. We're always prisoners of the moment, and um, I don't, I don't have, have to my top five. Yeah. As great as there's been a been great point guards in the league. Isaiah Thomas, John Stockton, Steve Nash, Stephen Kidd, all of these particular point guards that have left their mark on the game in different ways. You know, I guess Chris Paul and Nash are a little bit in the same category for me, but I don't put I don't put Chris Paul over John Stockton. No. And you didn't even uh, include Steph Curry in that list that you just. Right, right. You didn't include Steph Curry because yeah. it's like, like I don't look at Steph Curry as a natural point guard. Okay. He's more of a hybrid guard. So, you know, it depends on where he defines himself. He defines himself as a guard, then cool. If he defines himself as a guard, then that's my type So, if you're going to define him as a guard, then he's definitely be good. And then, 
Well, yeah. So, you know, all of these, there's, there's so many great names. There's so many great names. And it's not a knock, you know, to Chris Paul that he's not in the top five. Because there's, there's been some great great So, so if he's in the top ten, yeah, I, think I think he's a lower part of that top ten, but he's still in it. So, sure. so that, yeah. I think that's where we're going. Very good point. Uh, I, yeah, I, I fully agree with you. Uh, I don't like that, uh, you know, people forget to, you know, a couple years back, oh, I don't remember that guy anymore. I'm just <laughs> thinking of people right now. So uh, you have a, a regular segment you call the greatest segment on the planet. <laughs> I love it. Uh, which one's that? Tell, tell our viewers and listeners. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's um, I call it Dummy of the Week. So on Tuesdays, we do candidates, and then on Saturday, they do So, you know, in the world of sports, somebody always does something. Whether it's in university, maybe baseball, what they're doing, whether it's somebody individually, somebody does something that I have to, I have to speak about. So, you know, it's a, the lighthearted uh, um, segment. Sometimes it gets, it gets serious depending on the, the subject. But um, it's definitely a lot of fun. I love that segment. A lot of people who enjoy that segment. Who are who are the competitors this week? Do you remember? Oh well, we have, who do we have on Tuesday? I believe it was oh Stephen A. Smith. Okay. was the candidate on Tuesday, and we have another candidate who's going to be. I think it's um Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley is the other candidate. He came out and said he's not wearing masks. He'll retire. Due to COVID restrictions, he doesn't care. He wow. Doesn't care. Hopefully, he doesn't care. Just like, come on, like you know, it's just it's nonsense. Like, you know, yeah. we, you're a professional. You have to follow particular guidelines, and that's it. Like, if you want to go ahead and tie, then do it. Don't talk about it. Sure. So he's yeah. just trying to get it right now. It's just nonsense. So he, you know, you know, tune in for that. I'm going to carry him. <laughs> Good. I can't wait. I can't wait. Uh, Stephen A. Smith, you mentioned him, and uh, I've had some friends of mine. Uh, my girlfriend just actually said it last week. She's like, why does he always have to yell? Every time he's on, I, I, I start getting a headache. <laughs> and another friend of mine said, holy cow, like, why does he talk about sports so often that he doesn't know anything about it's like stay to your lane stay in your lane and everybody will be happy like what are you doing you're you're trying to diversify yourself to talk about everything you don't have to do that stay in your lane yeah listen a. Smith, you know i said on Tuesday that i have to explain right my idol, I look up to him a lot um, he's a pioneer trailblazer yeah um, but you know, you know, sometimes, sometimes he definitely does And I had him on, as a it was the fact that he called Anthony Davis. He said, oh, that's the availability. Make sure that you're available for your team. And, you know, that's why he didn't win. When Kyrie he was like, oh, Captain Kyrie, Kyrie, this and that. It's not, not the same. Don't do that. No. Keep it consistent. Because you're, you know, I guess you're in the game. You want to keep it local. You have to keep the same consistency in energy because people are looking at you. And I, if I found it, everybody else will find it. Nice. So, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, he's so, he's such a, a personality. And I think he likes to take on challenges. Sure. Even if it's not, not well, well worth something, something, 
he's he's smart enough to be able to learn. And I, I, I like, like that mentality, mentality because if it were me, I would, I would do the same thing. thing. Like, you can throw me out. I'm not out the I'm not I'm not, I'm not, I'm not well, well versed in the hockey like, like that. that. I am in regards to that every, every team team around, around uh, you know, the, the NHL. NHL. I love, I love it, it, but I would be able to learn it if I take the time. So, you know, it's always about, you know, taking on that challenge and seeing how you can do it. True that. Yeah, true that. Uh a lot of things come to mind. Uh, I'm glad you're an Islanders fan. I've been an Islanders fan since I was a really young kid. My my dad said, uh, if there's a team that you want to follow, uh, I recommend the Islanders. And I said, really? Wow. Why the Islanders? And he said, they're making a lot of really good moves. They're really putting together an incredible piece, an uh, incredible core. And every piece of the puzzle, I keep seeing them building on it. It's been phenomenal. And I'm like, okay. So every morning... I would open up the paper, I would look on the sports highlights, and the Islanders lost, and they lost, and they lost, and they were just getting killed all the time. And I, I kept thinking, what is he thinking? Why did he tell me this? And then they started winning, and they won a cup, and then they won another cup, and they won four cups in a row. And I would wear my jersey to school, and I got to brag. I got to rub it in to all the fans of all the other teams. My team's the greatest. We are the best, and it was phenomenal. And I've always stayed an Islanders fan. It's great to see them doing so well again. It's great to see that energy back in that old barn, and uh, it must it must ignite the Long Island community because uh, yeah, they they've had some ups and downs over the years, but nice to see they're back up on top. Oh yeah, man! man. I used to work right across the street from Hassel Wow! So right after. I would, I would go to the bar. bar. So I would, I would, I would, I would be there, there for like, like you know, you know 30, 30 probably big league Nice. There. So that, that, that was really my team. Cool. Uh, you know, you I always, always my, my friends, friend, my friends always laugh at us. I always have to thank John, John Tavares. If it wasn't for him. Lee. Because, you know, the fact that you went ahead and left us for dead, that's fine. Okay, that's fine. I was, I was, was really, really upset, upset for him and get hurt right away. I have never liked the players to get hurt uh, over, you know, over his recovery. But, you know, we're moving on. We have been better about that. Sure have. You know, we have a really, really good opportunity to actually win the cup this year. Like, my model is this entire playoff has shot me And we're right here. We lost the same thing. It's fine. I don't, I don't think, think that they're, they're going to lose game four. I think that they aren't going to be rocking again. Yeah. I think they're on the uh, tie up after season four, and then we kind of have, have a have stuff that we have at that point. We'll see what happens. What's the atmosphere like outside the arena? We're seeing a lot of these huge parties and get togethers now. Uh, do they have a really good uh, following outside the arena? Oh, it's, oh, it's, it's nuts. nuts. It's yeah. completely nuts. nuts. Like yeah. the, the Long Island. Natives are going crazy. It's a beautiful time to be an Islanders fan right now. Normally, people wouldn't have their Islanders on, but now you see people wearing their hats. They're wearing their they're wearing anything Islanders right now. It doesn't matter how old it is. They're bringing it out because they're proud to represent the team. Yeah, yeah, that's phenomenal. That's really great. Uh, I wanted to tell you about two of my main analysts. Uh, I've got a guy that we do 
podcast every Monday. His name is Jason Cameron. Him and I have known each other for a lot of years. And he's a big NBA guy, knows a lot about many sports. We talk about NFL, we talk about mixed martial arts, NBA, uh, I think is his biggest love. And uh, he was also saying, look out for Miami. Miami's going to go on a run during this bubble. And he said that right from the start and, and all the way. So you great minds think alike. Uh, he was uh, on the same bandwagon. And uh, it was a shocking result for a lot of people because I don't think many, many people have picked them to be there. And uh, But it it's good that you say that Phoenix reminds you of, of them because I, I agree. I think that they, they're the team. Yeah, definitely. They have, they have a great team. They have a great defense. They play hard no defense. They, they have some everybody knows the role. Yep. And playing in that building, if you're in a way going into that building, that is not exactly a good thing because that has a yeah they sure should yeah the other guy i want to mention uh his name is dale Corey, and him and i talk a lot about baseball he's a been a mets fan since he was a little kid and uh i think you're a mets fan too am i right oh yeah oh yeah, oh, yeah. i i Lead Blue Lord. Nice. I don't know. Tell me about uh, some of your memories of, of the Mets. And uh, yeah, I guess it's just they're close. Uh, you, I guess you've been going to games as, since you were a kid? Yeah, yeah man. I, um, I, I always loved the game because I grew up in basketball. I was, I was, I was a basketball player. Great. Nice. So, so, I was, I was always, always scared, scared to play, but I would always, always love to watch the game. You know, I, I grew up watching guys like Larry Bonds, Ken Griffey, uh, you know, Ken Griffey Sr. I, I grew up watching uh, uh, Roberto Alamo. These guys used to always play the game the right way. And yeah. then my Met fandom kind of started with Mike Piazza. Mike Piazza, okay, great. I, I felt, felt a because he was, he was such, such a, a personality. personality. Mm-hmm. And not, not only was he, was he a personality, but he was a really good, good baseball player. player. Like, like, you know, he, he wasn't was a great, great defender, defender, he wasn't a catcher, catcher, catcher but, but man, he was the best, best off uh, a catcher. Catch catch sure. So, my, my cousin, cousin that had, you know, he had connections at Chase Stadium, took me to my first game. Wow. And we, and we sat, sat right, right behind, behind uh, the, you know, the catcher, catcher. Right behind the catcher. Home plate, yeah. Right, right, yeah. right behind the plate. And I'm looking there, and I'm like, okay, well, this is cool. And the game started. I can't remember who was playing. But what I can't remember is that we were down, like, five at the quarter. The outside comes up. It's a two-run shot. The place goes nuts. Darren, Darren, the piece is shaking, and I was scared because I was like, like is the building going to come down? Because the guys are shaking. Like, I, I don't know. And people are cheering, and there's high five and I'm like, this is the best thing I've ever been part of. Cool. And, and I, I just I kept going back. Like, I always wanted to go back, and I love the old place. I love Jay Stadium. City Fields is a great place. I know to go to... Like about, like about 40, 40 games, games a year. Nice. Wow. Well, um, 
Wow, good for you. Wow. Nice. And I was there, there for, um, for game three, Wow. And that wow. was that was amazing to be in that stadium in the World Series. Mm. We didn't fare too well. But, but it was, it was still a great experience to be around so many Mets fans, fans which was happy that we were on this journey to get them, which was a really fun time. Oh, good for you. I'm glad you have such an awesome memory. That Yeah, I would have loved to be there. And, uh, yeah, I, I miss a lot of those old stadiums. Shea Stadium was phenomenal and, you know, just had such an incredible charm to it. And it's tough when these teams need to start making more money and they have to move to these bigger, better, newer stadiums because uh, they, they miss a lot of that feeling and the energy that you get from the old parks. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I remember when they opened the uh, you know City Field in '09, and I was like, I remember the first time I went there. I think I went there probably. Yeah, I was there. I was there the day. And I was, there's nothing that that screams Mets here. They took the apple out here, and I was like, this doesn't feel. This is not. It feels like. I'm old stadium. stadium. It's not, not, it's not, it's not so wow. you realize that over the years, they changed the dimensions, they brought different things in to feel more, more home. Cool. And, um, you know, it's a fine house. It's a place to, to watch a game, to take your family and enjoy. Uh, and, you know, hopefully we're, we're able to, to, to get a world submission because we have the best best. Yeah. Uh, Jacob DeGrom, uh, man, I just uh, can't believe how great he is to watch on the mound. He gets out there and he looks almost unhittable. He looks like one of the best pitchers to ever step on the mound. Uh, that w- must have shaken everybody seeing him leave with a little bit of a strain the other night. Luckily, uh, it doesn't sound anything serious, but uh, how great is it to have him uh, on your starting staff? It, it is it is, it is living, living, it's like living, 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 living it really is because you know I've said on my show months ago that he is knocking on the door of Tom Seavey great races. Wow. He has a way to prove like he's not going to catch him in wins, obviously. No. Baseball is just different than that. But in regards to his ERA, his strikeouts, his 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 Cy Young, he can catch him there. What we're, what we're seeing, seeing man, man, I don't, I don't know if we'll see, see another, another picture. picture. This, this is dominant out of nowhere. Yeah. Literally, literally out of nowhere. Crazy. Yeah. And what about Lindor? How happy are you to have him in on the team? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Lindor. Like, you know, the, the, the Mets fans are very, they're very, very weird. weird. They will complain that we don't have a superstar, right? right? Oh, we, we don't have this guy. We don't have this guy. Nobody wants to come here. And then when we do get they kill him bad at it. I'm like, it's his first year in the field. And newsflash, he's played his entire career in the league. They take time to adjust us to the It takes time to adjust us to the league. Give him some time. And also, it's been very cold. Now it's starting to 
He's been, been playing, playing better over the last 15 to 20 games. He's going on average. Yeah. So, say that he's been bad matches since five weight. Who knows? But, you know, we all, as members, will always be complaining because we're, we're, that's what we're using. We're, we're still still complaining <laughs> about and good good <laughs> yeah, never used to this feeling. Don't understand it. Losing it is like I don't know what this feels like. So we may end up having a situation like that. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, who's been your favorite guest that you've had on so far? I know that's hard to pick because you know I'm sure you loved them all, but. Uh, have you had somebody that was a guest that you were just like, wow, I'm really, really thrilled that they came on? Uh, let, me, let me see. On my, my podcast, podcast, okay, I have, I have my individual podcast on Tuesday and Saturday. I also have an interview every week. Oh, okay. Exclusively on YouTube. All the interviews there. It's also streaming on um, Spotify and Breaker and and Stitcher and stuff. So, so we, we have, have we've been doing people since last year, and it's been it's been, been really, really fun. So, so if I'm gonna, gonna say my favorite interview. It would have to be a former baseball player for the A's. He was one of my favorite. And then former Met Met. Yeah, uh, I can't wait to check them out. Uh, yeah, and I'll uh, I'll tell my viewers and listeners. Yeah, check those out. Uh, they sound amazing. So we've covered uh, lots of the team sports. Uh, the only one we haven't got into is the NFL. Uh, who's your favorite team and why? NFL. I don't know how you got Dallas Cowboys. Stephen A. Smith. Hates those guys, <laughs> but uh, that's your team, eh? Wow. Okay, tell me why. I love the Dallas Cowboys. Ever since I was a kid, like, like I actually a fan, uh, and I always been with the Cowboys. So the Jets, Jets, I would always watch to have the Cowboys game. So when I decided, you know, keeping my Jets because I couldn't deal with the press anymore, I said I'm gonna go to. Cowboys fans. So I've been in full time 
you know, it's just, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a organization. I think that they have a chance to really be this year. Okay. Um, you know, that got a little injury. Hopefully, he be great, but um, they really have have a Okay. Cool. Yeah, uh, it's funny. Uh, I used to uh, uh, be a Jets fan, and I handed in my fan card to. Uh, I just, yeah, I couldn't deal with it. Uh, yeah, that organization uh, broke my heart way too many times, and I, uh, I needed to move on. Uh, because I'm on the uh, West Coast here, uh, I, I like uh, Seattle Seahawks uh, quite a bit, but my, uh, my uh, all-time favorite team is the San Diego Chargers, so uh, a team that I, I've liked since I was a kid. Um, but, um, yeah, I was always a big fan of many New York teams. Uh, New York City was the city that I always wanted to uh, go to. I wanted to live in. I wanted to uh, cheer for all the teams there. Uh, I feel like you guys um, are so lucky being there, having so many options of, of sporting events to go to. Uh, there's just seeming like something going on all the time. Uh, we talked about New York being a ghost town during the pandemic. Uh, uh, anytime that I've been there or anytime you ever see anything from there, there's just so much going on all the time. It's a spectacular place to live, and uh, you must you must be really happy to be around that all the time. Yeah, man. You know, growing up in New York, you know, I, I, I can't see myself everything. Obviously, you know, time goes over your mind. Kind of, you get older. Maybe you, you want to change it. But, but right, right now, uh, I, I, I don't see myself leaving. I love When this place is rocking, there's no place in something like, like um, yeah. It's the out of the world. You know, so it's really Yeah. One of the greatest things about doing these podcasts uh, is they're global. I can talk to people all over the planet and, and have and will. Uh, and But this is a, a treat having you. Uh, have you ever been to uh, our city here in Vancouver? No, I have never been to Vancouver, but I've heard it's a lovely season. Yeah. Lovely season. I, I heard that it's very clean. <laughs> yeah. I love, I love yeah. the 
Toronto, somewhere, 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 yeah, I'd love to be your tour guide. Lots of amazing <laughs> things here. I could show you a really, really good time. And uh, once the, our borders open up and uh, I come down south there, I can't wait to. Can't wait to meet you face to face and uh, go check out a Mets game, go see an Islanders game, something like that. Have a lot of fun. Uh, this was a this was a blast. I'm glad we did it. Uh, I think we should do it uh, on a semi regular basis uh, when big things are happening. I'd love to talk more sports with you. Uh, this was a lot of fun. Oh yeah, man. Sweet. I, uh, I, I have a Brooklyn shirt right behind me representing you there. I've got uh, lots of uh, baseball books behind me, lots of basketball books. Uh, I tried to represent uh, your, your city and all the things you do. Um, yeah, I'm glad you're, you're, you, know, you love sports. Uh, you have so much passion. Uh, I have so much passion about sports. Uh, one of the main reasons why I want to do this is I want to uh, try to – make people love sports, uh, make people, not make people love sports, but uh, inspire people to love sports, inspire people to have sports in their life more. I, I don't think my life would have been, would have turned out as good as it has without it. Uh, it's, it's just makes, it, it gets me up in the morning almost every day, just excited, can't wait for the next game, can't wait for something else to do and talk about. And, uh, you know, I just love doing what we're doing here. This is a lot of fun, and it's great to meet great people like you. Yeah, definitely, man. The way I look at it is that he growing up as a kid, I wouldn't have the that I had I've met so many people in my life because of sports. And now talking about sports, it's the universal way. So many people out there that love sports. Even if, you know, we don't speak. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right with all those things. Uh, it is a great unifier, and uh, it's so fun when you meet uh, fans of the, your same team all over the place, and and when you get to go to games, when you get to you know be at uh, you know bars, restaurants, houses, people are cheering. It's just it just it's so nice to have that camaraderie, and and so nice to have a. A, a team that you can just support and pour your heart into and uh you know lots of times they break it but uh yeah <laughs> luckily uh, we get a lot of joy from it too and passion so 
Yeah, so uh, I'm going to send you on your way. Uh, the game is uh, uh, nearing the end of the first quarter. It's 25-20 for the Hawks right now. A minute and a half to go in the first. Uh, we'll see, uh, yeah, what emerges from this game. I can't wait to watch these games tonight. The big game, 7 tomorrow. Uh, it's going to be great. And, um, yeah, well, let's let's do this again fairly soon. And, um, yeah, I appreciate you coming in and, and reaching out to us. Uh, this was this was a blast. And, and good luck on your podcast uh, this weekend. And I, I can't wait to uh, listen to some of the great interviews that you've done that you pointed out to us. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. This, was, this was a lot of fun. Thank you for having me on. Um, you know, love to do it again. Like, anytime, 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 uh, thanks, Barry, and uh, yeah, we will see you again soon. Take care, everybody. Bye for now. Recording in progress. Hey, I fooled you. Uh, I need to mention the partners and sponsors, so let's uh, let's get into showing them. And uh, we never want to forget the people that help us put these together. Anchor has been a great partner and sponsor for Complete Sports Media. Fantastic at posting on multiple podcast platforms. They call themselves the easiest place to make a podcast. To go to anchor.fm and follow the details. Verbero, the hockey equipment and apparel company, industry leader in technology, performance, and value. And the V350 stick is a must-have for anybody in your family. Pampas and Possibilities, they design and sell dried florals, do floral arrangements and installations. And Forever Living, the aloe vera company, they grow and manufacture aloe vera-based products for health and beauty. So, um, didn't want to forget them. Uh, thanks again. Hey, I'm going to send you on your way. Love you guys lots. Thanks again. Take care. Bye for now.